0: Run in seamless comfort. Runderwear is performance underwear that is always supremely comfortable and chafe-free. Made from breathable wicking fibers and available in six silhouettes. Save 20% with code AMR20 at Runderwear.com. GoodRx is a free and easy-to-use service that allows you to track prescription drug prices and get free coupons for discounts on your medications. To start saving up to 80% on your prescriptions today, go to GoodRx.com. Dot com slash AMR. When you activate your Birdie personal safety alarm with a quick pull, the alarm emits a loud siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off their first purchase when you go to She's slash amr. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. Hello, Dimity, and welcome back from your big trip to do nationals. People will not be hearing a uh, the race report from you because that's for next week but you got to give us just a little taste, just a little taste. A little
1: taste, yeah. So we are going to do a, a, a episode with coaches Liz and Jen, who were my coaches I hired for my training. Um, so we're going to do a race report from me, but then they also have race reports that they want to share as well. Um, Jen from her Ironman, uh, Mil- not Milwaukee, Madison, Wisconsin. I guess it's Ironman, Wisconsin. And then Liz did um, the World Championship 70.3 in St. George, Utah. And um, both of them are neither what you – are not a typical race report. So you're definitely going to want to tune in there. Right. Um, but yes, I uh, am back. I had a great day. That's as much as I can give you. I can tell you I'm about to eat my hand off right now. I am so hungry. <laughs> I, it's that like, you know, I worked really hard and it's still just like the, the wow. echoes of that are still coming through my uh, <laughs> Through my physiological system, I guess. Three
0: three days later and you're still hungry.
1: (laughs) Three days later, yeah, yeah. Well, and I also, you know, I'm still adjusting time zone-wise and kind of stuff, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it was a good day.
0: Good, 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 good. But
1: but you have some race news yourself, right, Sarah?
0: I do. I have, while you were out of town, I made a decision to do, well, so our, I should, um, it was the race that was going to be the cornerstone of our Portland retreat, which unfortunately we had to postpone to 2022 because of um, the whole COVID thing and um, supply chain issues and staff shortages um, in the hospitality industry, all sorts of things. But so it is the Columbia River Gorge marathon, half marathon, and the premier half marathon relay which I am going to be doing with my buddy, Trisha. Oh, fun. Yes. So that uh, she will, it's an out and back course, beautiful right along the Columbia river. And so she will do the first half and I will do the second half. And so that counts as a quarter marathon um, because it's slightly longer than a half marathon or sorry, slightly longer than a 10 K. So 6.55. And so at first I was like, Oh, I'll get an automatic PR. And then I remembered, no, I did the quarter marathon at our inaugural women run, which is part of our Hilton head retreat. So this will be my second quarter marathon. There you go.
1: There you go. Yep. Do you guys, have you coordinated your outfits yet?
0: Oh, you know me so well, Dimity. I told Trisha. I, cause I just, I was like, um, you know, like not all that jazz. And then suddenly when I thought about it, I'm like, we're doing this we're coordinating an outfit together we are you know staying in a hotel in hood river the night before i have dinner reservations for us already we're going to anyone who was going to the retreat but is still going to now come to hood river to do the race we're going to meet up with some of them um, and take lots of photos so that we can share those on social for promoting the retreat next year. Um, so I'm really excited. And as long as we're talking about quarter marathons, I do want to say that the registration for our the second women run in on Hilton Head Island is opening up um next week. So people who think that a quarter marathon sounds like a great idea can do that as well. Um it sound like a great idea.
1: Definitely does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I all right. So I um signed up for that on Friday. And then the very next day in my quote unquote long run on the weekend, I added in um two speedier miles. So from mile to three to four and seven to eight. I picked up the pace and I was kind of stoked. I ran my final mile on eight forty. So for for me, that's kind of speedy these days.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Wow. you're ready to go. You're ready to race.
0: That's <laughs> great. Ready. Boom, let's go. <laughs> I uh, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I haven't done the last race. I did was that quarter marathon on Hilton Head. So um, it's been and, over two years. Yeah, coming up on two years. Yeah, and you know, you just there's. It seems like so many people are doing races finally, and I was feeling a little left out. I mean, you and Katie both had a race on Sunday of last week so yes yes yeah. no it,
1: it was nice to be back out in the racing environment waiting waiting in line for my bib and waiting <laughs> in line and waiting in line the slowest line ever um yeah but other than that it was yeah no it was really fun to be around um yeah to be at the expo to have that energy to you know be racing you know yeah. to, to be you know be out there doing the exact same thing that other people like to do and and feel like you're you're part of something.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, and that leads us right to our first question which is from Pam who has a taper related training question. Hi Sarah and dimity this is Pam calling from Northfield, Minnesota with a question about cross training and strength training during the marathon taper. I am finally going to run Boston uh in October after a couple of years of postponements. And uh, I've been doing a ton of PT and um, strength training in this cycle for some issues with my back. Um, it's going really well, but now coming up on the taper, I'm just wondering about uh, whether I need to ramp all those things down along with ramping down my mileage prior to the race or whether some of it is still fine to kind of continue doing um, in those days leading up to the marathon. So would love your advice on that. Thanks for all you do. Bye. So Pam, we are so excited to that you're finally running Boston marathon. I mean, it was rescheduled for April of this past year and is now going to happen on October 11th. So, you know, we've realized not everyone will be running actual Boston. There's a lot of people running virtual Boston, but then also I figured this question was really timely because like I said, there are so many people doing fall races. So, um, so Pam, great job being dedicated with those PT exercises and your strength training. And dim, I say we separate the PT exercises from the strength training ones, because I sense that the PT exercises might underline might be more gentle than the strength training. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. As a rule, you know, physical therapy stuff is a lot about kind of realigning your muscles and um, balancing things out and getting different muscles to fire in different order. It's not about, you know, deadlifting your weight, your you know, or <laughs> things like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I definitely feel like physical therapy is a great idea. I think there's a lot of really good things that you can do leading up into a race. Um, typically, the strength training, especially if it's with like heavy, heavy weights. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a longer, like it's an hour class you go to or something like that. Um, depending upon the, the length of your race, I mean, I definitely, you definitely want to start it, stop it a week out and probably two weeks out because this is the Boston Marathon, um, mm-hmm. I would say, or, or any marathon. I think two weeks gives your muscles enough time to... Um, Kind of you know store up the glycogen and gives you you know enough time to kind of feel like really antsy and a little pep in your step when it's mm-hmm. time when you step on the starting line but as far as um the pt stuff absolutely do that um i did a whole bunch of uh PT stuff and mobility stuff. Um, I have this new routine with a a stick it's called. (laughs) It's not, or a pole, I guess. I, 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 there's a mobility thing called the stick, which is kind of long and ridiculous and expensive that that's at my PT office. Uh Um, but I wouldn't just got a really thin, um, PVC pipe, like, you know, um, and, uh, it, well, it's minus seven feet tall because it's, it has to be taller than you are. <laughs> um, so I do it outside, <laughs> <So I don't laughs> crash into the ceiling, but I, um, I really enjoy It's, it's a routine that gets my, my shoulders it I twist my spine. I um, open up my back. I just do a bunch of different stuff. Ooh. And I did that, um, leading up to before i left for my race and then when i got out east i just did it i didn't i didn't pack my (laughs) seven that would have been an extra fifty dollar or maybe like five hundred dollar charge um but i did uh i just did the motions right so like that foam rolling um anything that you can do to kind of keep yourself loose and feeling good and even an epsom salt bath um would be a good idea i mean anything that kind of Keeps your keeps your body kind of primed and ready to go, but yeah, I think strength training as a rule, we're gonna just pull back on that um, one to two weeks out from your race, depending yeah. upon um, you know what, what kind of level it is.
0: I have to say, as an aside, you mentioned Epsom salt baths. Um, John, my sixteen-year-old twin. Boy, he has been back dancing full time for school. So that means four hours, five days a week. So 20 hours of dancing oh my a, a week. And so he basically is in agony when he comes home from rehearsal every day. And so the first thing he does when he gets home is take an Epsom salt bath. So we were just blowing through Epsom salts like, you know, (laughs) so um, I mentioned to my husband, Jack, that, oh, yeah, I ordered some off of Amazon. Oh, no, Jack goes to Walgreens and finds this deal that if you order eight of the I forget, I think maybe they're three pound (laughs) bags that you you can get them. I think it was ninety nine cents of the Walgreens brand. I mean, it was it was crazy inexpensive, And so (laughs) we now have. And then he bought other ones that were on sale. I think we have something like a dozen three-pound bags of Epsom salts at wow. our house. You
1: got like forty pounds of Epsom salts at your house. Wow. you do. don't even need the water. You can
0: just lie in the salts. Like- I know, right? Like like <laughs> lying in the Dead Sea or something. So, yeah. uh, but he swears by it. So, anyway, uh, a little plug for Epsom salt baths. Um, yeah. So I have to say that when I have done one of my fourteen marathons, that I stop strength training as you say, two weeks beforehand in particular, because I do strength classes. So I feel so much of it is out of my control. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so that you don't want to show up at a class five days before your marathon and be like, yeah, we're going to go heavy on legs today. And it's like, Oh no, I got to slowly back out of this room and go back to my car. Um, so yeah, I just think there's just you've worked so hard when you've trained for a race of whatever distance it is that to then have your results kind of blown because you overdid it on lunges and and squats too close to race time it's just not worth it
1: yeah agreed and the the, the, actually when you said that you know i lead the many happy miles strength Mm -hmm. twice a week and so um the week so two weeks out from my race um I did do strength twice. I did 30 minutes Ooh. of strength twice, but, oh. um, but, but I was in control. Right. So mm-hmm. I, like, I made us do, I mean, I, I did a lot of planks and I mean, I did some lower body stuff cause I wasn't running. I more stayed away from upper body stuff for me oh, because, yeah. um, because of the swimming and because I was having some, some shoulder issues. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you're in control and you want to, you know, do, you know, again, like I think plank is more PT, like core strength kind of stuff. If you're used to doing that, you know, the the biggest thing with strength is A, don't heave the weights and B, don't do stuff that you haven't done ever because then you're going to have that delayed onset muscle soreness. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, V-ups, I've never done them before. And now I am really (laughs) effing sore and, you know, and my race is four days away or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. In more than a decade of TMI Tuesday updates on the AMR Facebook page, there's no more hot button issue than running underwear. Gals divide resolutely into the commando camp versus the undies coalition. I was a diehard commando runner until I discovered Runderwear. Runderwear is the original performance underwear for running. Runderwear's mission is to eliminate the discomfort caused by ill-fitting underwear. You know what I'm talking about. And to create a seamless performance running underwear, base wear and socks that are supremely comfortable, moisture wicking and chafe free. Did you catch that? Chafe free. Chafing is my nemesis, and I find that with each passing year, another part of me is bedeviled by my skin being rubbed raw. Well, when that started happening near my lady bits, I knew I needed a solution. Runderwear to the rescue. It's no wonder the UK-based brand has been voted best underwear and socks brand for three years in a row starting in 2018 at the UK Running Awards. Their products have received more than 7,500 five-star reviews. Plus, Runderwear is the official running underwear brand of both England Athletics and Roadrunners Club of America. Take your pick of styles from running hipster to running brief and the remarkably comfortable running thong. No, that's not an oxymoron. You need to try Runderwear for yourself and we have a special code exclusively for our audience use code AMR20 to save 20% at Runderwear.com. That's R-U-N-D-E-R-W-E-A-R.com and code AMR20. Runderwear.com, code AMR20. Call me a mother runner on a mission. I'm now a good Rx zealot, and I'm intent on making sure all our listeners and their family members get the best deal possible on prescription drugs. GoodRx is a free and easy-to-use service that allows you to track prescription drug prices and get free coupons for discounts on your medications. With GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices for your prescriptions across 70,000 pharmacies like CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Walmart, and more to find the best discount available for you. GoodRx is often cheaper to use than your insurance copay or Medicare. Millions of Americans use GoodRx to get affordable health care every month. As a family of five, we have numerous prescriptions to fill and refill every month. Once I downloaded the app, I compared prescription prices on every Rx my teens and I take. My wallet is still stinging from not knowing about the app when I filled a prescription this summer for some eye drops that had a copay almost equal to a monthly car payment. Ugh. Thanks to GoodRx, I won't be taking any more sucker punches like that again. To start saving up to 80% on your prescriptions today, go to GoodRx.com AMR. That's GoodRx.com slash AMR to start saving up to 80% on your prescriptions. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance. In 2020, GoodRx users received an average savings of over 70% off retail prices. As you'll hear later, Sarah from Canada is truly afraid of the dark. Dimity and I serve up several suggestions for that Sarah, including running with a She's Birdie personal alarm. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to carry and simple to use. It's the personal safety device designed for women by women. The brand was founded by two moms, in part because they wanted their kids to be safer when they headed off to college. A birdie is the size and shape of a regular keychain, yet, when you activate your birdie with a quick pull, the alarm emits an intensely loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. Unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, birdie is no danger to you. Feel free to use it without the worry. Birdie goes where you do. The alarm comes in a dozen colors and has a brass keychain, so you can attach it to your keys or bag. And it easily stows in the pocket of your running tights or jacket. Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off their first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com/amr. Go to she'sbirdie spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com/amr for 15% off your purchase. She'sbirdie.com/amr. All right, well, this is Keisha looking for some get started running advice. Hi, my name is Keisha. I am calling from Southeast Kansas. Um, I was listening to your podcast for the first time
1: ever tonight, and I really, really enjoy it. My question is, as a beginner runner, do you think that apps like Couch to 5K are helpful, or do you feel like I should start maybe outside on a treadmill is there any better way to begin without causing injury i think that's my biggest
0: fear thanks a lot keisha we're so glad you found our show i love that dim you haven't heard the message but it was the first time she ever found us and then she listened to it and then she immediately called in with a question (laughs) oh love you keisha i hope that i hope she uh make sure i hope that she hears this one i know right yeah yeah yeah. oh i'm sure she subscribed immediately to the show um so you know i'll start by saying that while coach to 5k has worked well for probably countless runners we think some of our train like a mother programs are even better um especially our become a runner program and i will let the head of our train like a mother club dimity talk about it a little bit yeah, yeah. So, um, so Keisha, first of all,
1: congratulations on wanting to become a runner and listening and kind of surrounding yourself with like-minded people because that is a huge part of it. Um, and uh, like Sarah said, the couch to 5K is great. The only thing that... Um, that is kind of a drawback in my mind, is that you're doing it by yourself, right? You don't have kind of a team around you, and that is a key part of Become a Runner. So the Become a Runner program that we have is, um, is an eight-week program. It's a run-walk. You know, you start with running and walking, a combo of that, and you slowly build up to a 30-minute run, very similar to the format of Couch to 5K, but you have two coaches that are accessible to you, all day long you can tap them on facebook whenever you want there are team meetings that you can um attend so um so you have you know if you have a question about something or you want to just uh commiserate with your teammates that are also doing the become a runner program you can do that and then of course you get a really cool um runner T-shirt that goes with it, and it's runner period. So you are a runner. Um, it's kind of a yes. It's a declarative statement. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. So but so you can definitely join a program like become a runner. You can also become a runner by simply. Um, You know the biggest thing is you need to make a schedule and you need to hold yourself accountable and that sounds a little harsh but like making any new habit you've got to kind of say okay i'm going to commit to running three days this week and this is what i'm going to do and this is when i'm going to do it and then when that time comes there's no debate you just go right Mm -hmm. that's that's really at the end of the day that's what makes you a runner is when you um when you commit to doing it you go out and do it Mm
0: -hmm, mm mm-hmm terry say don't think just go i I might say that yes yes um so all right keisha you asked about different running surfaces especially road versus treadmill i thought that was an intriguing question um so you know yes running on a treadmill or on a track which oftentimes is kind of made from cushiony you know ground up running shoes or something or maybe that's only here in the land of nike um that's you know gentler on your joints than pavement or concrete but Given the mileage newer runners will be putting in, a newer runner like yourself, either on a 5K or, a, you know, become a runner program, I wouldn't worry too much about the surface unless you have kind of chronic knee, hip, maybe low back injury, because it's really, I, I think the surface is going to make a bigger difference if you're putting in, you know, 30, 40, 50 miles a week. And um, so, but one thing that can mitigate any surface that you're running on is a great pair of running shoes with adequate cushioning that hopefully has been fitted for you or recommended by your local running store. Um, I happen to love my topo athletic Phantom 2s. They just have this magical in my mind foam that gives back a little bit of energy, but they're not sloppy. And so I just, I just love them to pieces, so that's my two and cents. Should,
1: In a couple months, you'll know what sloppy shoes feel like. You're not a runner yet, but so if you're like Sarah, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, the only and the other, the other thing I would say about um, those those surfaces is, I mean, if you can avoid concrete, right? Um, mm. So don't if you can run on run somewhere that's not a sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Um, If you can run on a road, if you can run in a park that has a paved path or even a nice gravel path, those are better choices than a sidewalk. I think concrete as a rule should be avoided regardless of how far yeah. going
0: yeah i've i've run a marathon all on concrete and boy that my feet were just beat up after oh that. my
1: gosh oh my gosh the people that uh again i'll just keep flashing back to the race i won't give the whole race report <laughs> but um but the runners that came in they were out on the road for a while and then they had to come back down by the lake mm-hmm. um and the lake had it had a, a big lake front and um and it was concrete for i don't know probably maybe three quarters of a mile and it just i was just like oh my gosh it, it was like around a mile A little bit before mile 10 and you're so tired at that point and then you hit the concrete and it's just like oh like it just felt like insult to injury to me but i was just you know projecting a story i don't really know if that's how the runners were feeling um a couple other things about running to avoid injury, because absolutely, Keisha, that is, I love that it's, that, that, that that is on your mind already, because that is so important. Um, so a couple things, you know, find a plan that works for you and follow it. You know, that first day you might be really excited and be like, oh, I can go. You know, it just says run, walk for, you know, one run, run minute, walk one minute for you know um do that 10 times so you're out for 20 minutes or something like that just say that that's what it says but you feel really good and you're like oh i think i can go 30 or 35 or whatever um you know going too fast or too far uh is a really easy way to get injured so Mm -hmm. just follow a plan follow a very gradual uh, plan that, that incrementally increases the time that you're out running um and similarly you know when we run sometimes um it's really easy to start really fast um and so just kind of really go slower than you think you should i mean that's really at the end of the day and if that means walking um more than you know you want to they that more than your ego likes that's okay you know just keep it keep it nice and simple keep it nice and easy so that you know you almost finish your run wanting more you're, you're like mm-hmm. oh i could have gone longer okay i'll do it again in 48 hours mm-hmm. you know
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Even if you walk more than your ego wants. Um, nice. Um, it happens to all of us, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, all right. This final question is from Canadian Sarah. Who's afraid of running in the dark. Hi, my name
1: is Sarah. I'm calling from Burlington, Ontario, Canada. And I have a question about running in the dark. It's getting dark up here in Canada earlier and earlier and I am terrified of the dark. I find
0: I freeze and make it makes it really hard to run. So any tips and tricks, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Okay, Sarah, my heart really goes out to you because like I can hear anxiety in your voice when I listen to that voicemail. And so I, my first piece of advice is to take a step back and to examine what it is that terrifies you, because Dim, she did use the word terrified of the dark, um, you know, a really strong word. Is it fear about being ambushed by another human, attacked by an animal, hit by a car, tripping because you can't see where you're going? You know, there there are legitimate things to be concerned about. But well, especially kind of, in
1: Canada, attacked uh, by an animal. Right, I,
0: mean, I know I bears do. like at every other stop sign. <laughs> I know no, moose. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So really, you know, um, just kind of figuring that out, and then you know, so let's say you have a fear of being attacked by a person or a creature. Um, you know, there's several things you can do. You can run with a friend or a group carry a personal safety device. Um, on our regular podcasts, we have ads from She's Birdie, which emits this incredibly loud noise and flashing lights. and it can't be used and that's to deter an attacker or an animal, I guess. And uh, you know it can't be used against you like pepper spray. Um, another option is run in a populated area, keep your phone handy, you know that, that reminding yourself that there are things you can do, you are not helpless in the situation. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I really like the idea of, of maybe finding a friend. I feel like that's the biggest one, because if you've got someone next to you, um, a lot of your fears are not going to, they're just not going to be as up in the forefront of your mind, right? Mm-hmm. If you're talking to somebody, right? You know, mm-hmm. if you're by yourself and you've got... You know um something on your mind you know it's very easy to picture that and especially in the dark um mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely i definitely agree with you sarah i didn't hear the voicemail but um you know if there are if, there, if you do want to mitigate this there are ways you know other things cars if you're worried about cars or being um or stumbling make sure to carry uh some lights and wear lighted gear um you know you can either wear a headlamp on your head um and you can get ones that have like a flashing you know, red light in the back on the back. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, you can wear you can use knuckle lights that go on your um, on your knuckles and you can, you know, point at things really easily. Um, You definitely need to wear reflective gear regardless of how well you are, you know, projecting what's in front of you so that cars can see you.
0: Um, What else, Sarah? Yeah, and I I have to say that so I've, um, you know, it's, it's get it's dark here in the morning, uh, depending on what time you get up, but, but, and, and I drive two mornings a week to a strength class and I gotta say, reflective vests just don't really cut it well enough. You know, kind of those old-fashionedy. Oh yeah, like you know, you know,
1: like a pattern kind of yeah, on it.
0: Yeah, and just or you know that they are you know the the straps that go over your shoulder and then a one across kind of like a crossing guard thing. That just really it doesn't work. There, there's a lot of new reflective technology that can that puts reflective kind of ink onto apparel that just make when you when your headlights as a driver when the headlights hit those they just light up white or bright silver and really attract your attention or also so those are great they're a big investment you know a jacket like that you know cost probably um low triple digits um i really like i have a nox gear light up vest and I always get drivers, cyclists telling me, "Love your vest! Great vest!" You know, oh, because really, you, that's cool. Yeah, and so because you can you push, you know, the, the button on the back, and it can make it be solid. Blue or pink or yellow or flashing between the three colors or just flashing one of them and you know I can sort of be an idiot and stand in a mirror before I go out oh which color do I feel like today you know <laughs> which pattern is speaking to me so um so I sort of say ditch the old timey um just reflective ones and go for something a little more um 21st century and one thing though uh, can, can I give one more yeah
1: yeah sure one? um and so the other th- other thing Sarah is um again just Safety first, just giving, you know, there's, I mean, there's so many ways that people can track you now, meaning a loved one can track you, not (laughs) not someone that's going to potentially jeopardize your run. But, um, you know, whether it's, you know, a find my phone app or some kind of thing on the Garmin or Strava or whatever, Mm -hmm. or -hmm. even just saying I am going on this route, I'm going to be gone. It's three miles. I should be gone for about 35 minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. please come drive it if you don't see me after... Forty minutes, you know, or whatever it is, so that you know that like somebody is really, you know, um, paying attention to where you are and when you should be home.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you know, at least for the first couple times, if you're going out really early and you know, if you have a partner and and, uh, and they value their sleep, that you know, maybe that's not going to be a long-term solution, but maybe you know, for the okay. first, like I said, like three to five times.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and one thing we we definitely don't want to minimize or brush a sh- 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 sorry brush aside your fear. But one thing that I notice is that um, because we can also tell it's it's a very real concern for you, Canadian Sarah. But um, I want to point out that the outside world looks so much darker when you're standing inside your lighted house, and that once you get out into the low light situation i don't even want to call it dark so much that you realize that there is more light outside than it looks from inside the house it's the same thing with rain it always seems like it's raining harder when you're inside your house and then when you get outside it's like oh it's not as not as hard as it sounds hitting our roof but it's the same way you know you look out you pull aside the curtain and you look out the window and you're like oh my gosh it's pitch black out there and you get out there and you're like well look at that the the moon is half full you know there's some street lights and my neighbors have some front porch lights on and there's just There's more sources of light, which sounds like I'm speaking metaphorically, but I mean it literally there, there it's, it's a little lighter and brighter than you think out there. So yeah,
1: there's more ambiance out there than you think Sarah. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, and, uh, it just takes a minute to adjust, right? So if you Mm -hmm. walk out, you know, like by the end, and then, and and the other thing, we'll just make this a really long answer. Maybe she'll (laughs) get out there. Um, But, uh, but, you know, it's going to get lighter along your run you know yeah, so if, maybe, you, if you run
0: in the morning yeah yeah, yeah if you run yeah. at
1: night it'll be the reverse but yeah oh yeah. she's oh i'm sorry she's an evening runner i'm sorry yeah. that's yeah. i didn't
0: i didn't see that. yeah part. yeah I but but but, but for other people listening you are exactly right that that if someone goes out at you know i don't know 5:45 if they run for an hour you know it's this you know the, a little tinge of light is coming up from the sun um but yeah 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 as a night runner um it's it's only getting darker but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so.
1: All righty. Well, hopefully that was helpful, Sarah. And if it wasn't, um, call in again and say, <laughs> should I run on a treadmill? And we'll give you some treadmill tips. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are looking for questions, um, so please call us at four seven zero badass one, which is four seven zero two two three. Two seven seven one. Leave your first name and where you're calling from. Try to keep your message to about sixty seconds or less. Um, and please remember that we don't edit questions. So if you leave a voicemail and realize you forgot to say your name, or you know, identify yourself as Canadian, Sarah, um, <laughs> uh, you know, just just call back and we record the whole message. Um, just and start totally fresh and don't say oh here's me again just mm-hmm. uh just pretend like we didn't hear you the first time
0: yep 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 so and please tell your friends about this show as well as the regular another mother runner podcast and dimity's amr trains um we're really trying to boost our number of downloads of our podcasts thank you in advance
1: so please keep those questions coming we love hearing from you guys we love uh just chatting about, about you, around you, with you, um, so, because we're always here with some, some form of answer.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>